Welcome to the Be Fit to Sit podcast. I'm your host, physiotherapist Kim Siddons, and I hope to equip and encourage you as we talk about healthy exercise, ergonomics, posture, and practical self-care strategies to help you feel and function your best at your desk and beyond. So if you, your family, or your colleagues spend a fair bit of time at your desk or using screens, tune in because this podcast is for you. Hi there and welcome to the Be Fit to Sit podcast episode number 11. Today I've got a special guest with me, Dr. Elizabeth Kirk, and we're talking about thriving in a screen intensive world. Dr. Elizabeth Kirk, otherwise known as Liz, is one of Australia's leading researchers and trainers in the new ergonomic and self-care competencies that staff need to flourish in our increasingly mobile, screen-intensive workplace with a special interest in contact centres. Liz started her career with a degree in human movement before moving into experiential learning and training and development. Her PhD has become the basis of groundbreaking office ergonomics research, and now she's the founder and lead trainer of Beyond Ergo. So welcome to the program, Liz Kirk. Thanks for having on board. Thanks, Kim. Thanks so much for having me. You're very welcome. I'm so excited to have you. You're my first guest on the Be Fit to Sit podcast. And I was so inspired to chat to you about one of the topics I know you're passionate about, as am I, on thriving in our screen intensive environment, and particularly about this notion that you've coined of PPB, personal protective behaviours and how they're so essential. And I think it's been lovely how in the upside of COVID-19, how we've all become a lot more familiar with the notion of personal protective equipment, so PPE. And I love how you took a spin on that and changed it into PPB when we're talking about work-based injury prevention and musculoskeletal disorders and the things we can do. So I'm so excited and I'd love you to then expand on on that topic of personal protective behaviours. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Kim. It is great to be here. And I love what I loved about being invited into your into your podcast and into your working world is that we very much have both recognised uh, the need to build these new skills to help us cope with these very uh, mobile, screen intensive, but increasingly sedentary workplaces that we're now involved with and the increasing rates of most, not only aches and pains, but possibly career limiting injuries just because we don't have all the modern skills and abilities to increasingly care for ourselves and that's why I've coined the term personal protective behaviors because we need now to know a new range of skills to ensure that we can care for ourselves and not only care for ourselves but share those skills with families and friends and our children of course because Kids as young as 11 are already developing um, different backaches and headaches and even permanent injuries. And Gen Ys are entering that workforce already injured because of their existingly high levels of screen use. Mm. So these are the new behaviours that we need to care for ourselves. And they have to be 
our behaviours because only we know how we feel and only we know when we've got it right. So we need to be able to refine our workplace and take on new uh, physical conditioning and new behaviours and the way we think about these seemingly safe workplaces so we have greater control over our health and well-being now and as we age because screens aren't going anywhere we're going to be the internet of everything for a very long time mm. and i do love how you're talking about how we as individuals are the ones that need to be able to be able to recognize what's going on in our own bodies, rather than be so into what we're doing, whether that's work or whether it's even social media time, sort of in our, in our so-called relaxing time, but able to increase awareness, but then be empowered with the knowledge and the practical capability or practical strategies and the things that we can do to help ourselves. So what do you think are the most important personal protective behaviors that you tend to tend to, to recommend to others yeah the first ones um and you're, you're quite right it's kim in in the work that you do too in showing people the exercises and the conditioning skills that they need um, to feel better and flourish in the workplace and of course schools as well um, what my training does is it's focused on taking that theory. We all know that we should walk more and take the stairs and we should do a couple of stretches, but that's not translating it into the precise tactics that we need. So in terms of the most common recommendations that I find the most useful for people, a good example is setting up your people's uh, computer screens and very commonly we see the screens either too high or too low so when you're using something any screen it's important to check your screen height now the ergonomic recommendations say that the center of your screen should be 17 and a half degrees below eye level but people don't know how to use that they don't know how to apply that as a tactic so very simple action that listeners can do right now while they're listening to this podcast is if you put your arm parallel to the work surface and point to your computer screen, your fingertips are now about 17 and a half degrees below eye level, which means you should be pointing to the center of your screen. And if you're not, you know you have to either lift or lower your screen. So easy. So the strategy is your screen should be 17 and a half degrees below eye level. The tactic that specifically refines that recommendation for you, so it doesn't matter if you're four foot nothing or six foot eight, it will work for you, is to put your arm parallel to the work surface, point to your screen, you should be pointing to the centre of your screen. So easy, instantly, instantly actionable, very easy to remember, and it's based on your own stature your own anthropometry so it's right for absolutely everybody and that's that. what these new personal protectors behaviors are they're translating all the recommendations and the strategies into actionable work skills mm. which gives you the feeling of when it's right for you and gives you the ability to take greater control over your health and well-being while you work in these really tough green intensive work environments yes 
And I love um, how you've translated that for anybody, no matter what height or dimensions you are. So then Liz, if we're talking about how now many of us are working from home and a lot of people then don't have the traditional monitor set up with separate keyboards and mouse, how could you adapt that for the, um, the laptop to be able to have your laptop screen at the right height? This is a, a really important question because a lot of people don't know how long they're going to be working from home. Yes. They don't want to invest in equipment. They're not even sure if they're getting the right equipment. But setting up a laptop at home so you can sit in a nice, relaxed, neutral work posture with your shoulders nice and relaxed, with your arms being able to rest on the work surface and having your screen at the right height um, is really simple. Simply by most people will have a keyboard at home. So you get your keyboard, you get your mouse, ideally Bluetooth, so you're not dragging cables around. And then you just lift your laptop using, I've used a folder and a box to lift it up to the right height. Again, check that it's at the right height using your pointing at the screen trick and you're ready to go. So it's it's very easy to do. You, you can take that anywhere. There's always going to be times when you're going to mobile and you're going to need to use your laptop flat on the work surface but whenever you can lift it up doesn't need to be expensive equipment just yeah. lift up that screen plug in your external keyboard and mouse and you're ready to go yes and I think that's really important that we do it might be if you don't have a separate keyboard and mouse it might be a small investment but it's definitely worthwhile isn't it because often we sit down at our laptop and we think oh, I'm not going to be here for very long but then an hour later or two hours later we've been in that hunched position. And I think to not having a separate mouse really brings our arms inwards. So we're not really having our arms in a nice neutral position for us to use our thumbs, wrists, fingers at their best. And so I think it's just much better long-term if we can get used to, again, not it might not be all the time, but the majority of the time, making sure that we use that personal protective behaviour, look after ourselves first and actually think, no, I'm going to set myself up properly. I'm not going to sit here, even though I think it's not going to be for very long. I'm not going to sit here hunched over my laptop. I'm going to set it up nicely, make sure that I'm looking after my body first, and then I'm going to get the best out of my brain and the best out of my body and make sure I'm not, you know, going into a downhill spiral of strain and leading that might lead to pain stiffness and soreness exactly what i was going to ask you too kim because um when people have been forced to sit in a laptop they're obviously very stiff and sore when they need to sit back up is there a a, a good sequence that people should do as like exercises or releases or something that you would recommend if they have been locked into that position for a long time Yes, well, I think, and that's the key, isn't it? So that's what I think the other personal protective behaviour that's one of the most important ones is to move a little bit more and move a little bit more often, isn't it? So because often we will sit for a while and then all of a sudden when we go to sit up, realise or, or change position, realise that we've been there for too long and so the strain has really set in, hasn't it? I think it moving is. a little bit, moving often and being aware of our body to try and keep ahead of the game in terms of not being stuck in the one position for such a length of time. I think that's probably up there with my uh, number one recommendation is just that we move a little bit and move a little bit often. And 
you may or may not be able to see me, Liz, but I do try even while I'm sitting, say, recording our podcast, just walk my bottom bones on my seat so that I can actually oh, keep my low back and hips moving. And I find that that would be probably the easiest thing to do. I can do it really covertly. I can just lift one bottom bone and then the other so that my hips and low back are starting to keep freed up and not getting into a really static position. And I can walk them back in the seat to anchor my pelvis, which is the basis of my spinal support mechanism, anchor it down for a little bit so that I can actually then rebalance the weight of my head over my shoulders, over my hips, and take that strain off being in that forward leg hunching position. And of course, any sort of stretch where we'd put our hands up behind our head and take a nice deep breath and really reverse our posture into sort of a row or a stretch back is, is um, so Perfect. vital to actually unwind and go in the opposite direction from the, the position that we tend to go with gravity, don't we? We're constantly fighting gravity, sort of hunching us over and anything Absolutely. that's away from gravity would be helpful, I think. And you've just perfectly described the balance that everyone has to, to strike in these new uh, skills, these new competencies that we're developing. These personal protective behaviours are all about ensuring that you refine the recommendations so you're setting up your workstation to fit you as best possible and then realising and listening to your body, feeling your body, being aware of your how your body feels so you can then implement the behaviours, the stretching, the movement, to release triggers, to care for your body, to start breathing again, to be mindful of mm. the whole 360 of taking care of ourselves and having little gentle reminders that don't break concentration, like every time I take a sip of water, I might also make sure I'm stretching back and, and breathing. Or every time I have to read from my screen, I'll stand up to read from my screen. Mm. People often don't realise too that it's there's not just one relaxed, neutral work posture. Mm. And I have to admit, I like sitting cross-legged. So I've actually <laughs> set my chair up. So some of the time I'm sitting with a very straight back and I'm sitting cross-legged in my chair because that's comfortable for me because I'm listening to what my body needs and how my body works and then taking the building in natural breaks in my day. So I'm constantly gently moving but not breaking concentration. So if I'm very involved with a piece of work and I've realised I've been sitting there typing away for an hour and a half, okay, I need a big break, not just a micro break, not just a stretch, but a big break. And uh, that's what works for me. So, you know, in the morning, I do more intensive work. In the afternoon, I do more standing up, running around kind of work. I'll often move to a standing workstation so I can do my emails and social media and things changing throughout the day. So I have a, a natural flow to my day that includes that movement. Yes, and it's less about what's right and what's wrong and more about just making sure that you're not being so static, isn't it, do you think? It is. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Was that your little movement break reminder going off then? <laughs> One of my many. Yes. So, but right. uh, absolutely, it's all about listening to your own body 
and mm. refining things that you need and being um, having the knowledge and awareness. That's what the training is about. But really, it's about um, knowing that only you know how you feel. So you need to be in control of putting things in place and asking the right questions and finding the right information. And that's I know what both our programs do. We offer this information so it's readily available and people can take as they need to, as they discover different pain points or need actions or need support. That's what the programs do. They provide that support. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you found, Liz, that there's another personal protective behaviour, maybe particularly that's helpful, you could institute at home, working from home, perhaps with setting up different equipment or getting yourself in a different position? You know, that Kim, the one that has surprised me is I've had a number of people contact me because they're when they've started working from home, they've actually started getting symptoms of restless leg or mm. shooting pains down their legs or um, they've had um, sort of rashes and things on their legs. And in talking to those clients, I've realised that a lot of people are sitting on hard kitchen chairs with very hard edges and very deep seats right. and they're letting their feet dangle. So one of the important things when you're setting up and, and finding the right chair, obviously if you can put a beautiful office ergonomic chair, um, fantastic. But when you're working at home or even working in a coffee shop or something, realise that you need to have something under your feet so your feet aren't dangling and you're not putting pressure underneath your legs. That if you're working at home and you can use a soft cushion to create a soft edge to that hard edge of the chair so you're not creating a pressure point um, on your legs. And again, it's you need to have a, maybe a soft cushion in your in that curve of your back, the lumbar support. So you're getting a bit of back support so you can sit upright and you've still got some back support. But again, it's keeping that moving, keeping the blood circulation. Even if it's as simple as um, putting something under your feet that rocks. And I've even used an old wine cooler bladder half filled with air so I can put it under my feet and I can just keep moving my feet to keep my blood circulating. Um, while I'm working and that's really good for long periods of concentration because it somehow helps my concentration because my feet are moving yeah. and my circulation's going and um, it I find it more comfortable to do that so I, that's one of the things that works for me. That's amazing I actually had a student in a lesson when we were talking about setting up your desk at home a year seven student I think just starting high school and came up, kids just come up with the best solutions, don't, don't they? And we were talking about having something underneath your feet so your feet weren't dangling. And he said, I think I'll use a basketball. And he had a basketball under his feet. And I thought that's perfect because often foot rests and footstools are, well, they're, they're very static, which some people need, but mm -hmm. very static, which is probably not great for a kid. But they're also not very high, whereas a basketball would be, really nice and high and he loved how he could actually put a basketball under his feet and keep his body moving keep his brain going it really helped decrease that fidgeting that many yes. of us struggle with but particularly students and I just thought that was one of my favorite recommendations for an active rest <laughs> so fantastic perfect 
Yeah, okay. I've also seen um, one of the clients I work with her, her, I was actually working with her son who's ADHD. So m- keeping them moving is totally mm. essential. And what we did was we cut down the sides of a um, shoebox and we filled them, not filled to, so nothing would move, but we put a lot of um, golf balls in there so the box was deep enough each box was deep enough for one foot but he meant that he could keep rolling and because he had um a texture issue with texture um he had socks on yeah and he could just keep rolling and moving his feet and it made no sound but and of course it massaged his feet as well which kind of liked as well so you're right these really creative ways to keep moving and things so good I love that the other thing Liz I found was people had sometimes either bought their own office chair or brought an office chair home from work and they weren't really knowledgeable in how to best adjust it to suit them because probably either someone had adjusted it for them at work or they'd never adjusted it and people weren't familiar with the knobs and things on their chair and how they were actually able to adjust it So I think it's a good opportunity if you do spend a bit of time working from home and you are on a more ergonomic, in in inverted commas, chair. And to be honest, sometimes that is a very loose term, isn't it? It, They're not always very ergonomically friendly. But becoming familiar with the adjustment knobs on your chair, because a lot of them come with more than just the up and down. Sometimes people I'll, I'll see have actually got their chair in a, heavy recline and they don't realize that their seat is actually propelling them forwards and they're wondering why their back's really sore all the time because they're in a forward tilt and they're having to fight really hard to sit comfortably so checking that your seat's flat checking if you've got height adjustability in your backrest so that you can get that lumbar support in the right position checking that your chair actually comes up within a few centimetres behind your knee perhaps so that you've got an adequate depth of supporting your thighs. Are there there any other things you think of that we might need to have a check of our chair? In terms of translating the recommendations into a personal protective behaviour and making it an actionable tactic, one of the things that we commonly find, and you'll find this too, Kim, I'm sure, is that people's chair backs drop Mm. with even when they're set properly initially and it's also very hard for people to feel where that lumbar support should fit in the center of their back so one of the things that we do to translate that recommendation that that bulge in the back of the chair should be nestled into the center of your back is I ask people to put their hands palm out into the curve of their back and then sit down and then they can feel through their palms of their hand where the bulge is and then they can lift and lower the chair back so they know it's actually in the right position for them. People often let their chair backs drop and that lumbar support then presses against their bottom and Mm. pushes them out of the chair which then of course they're hyperextending their back. So it's um, very important to regularly check that the lumbar support is in this that nice small of your back yes that's that's exactly right and I think that's a really key point and I know we've spoken about this before 
between you and I about how ergonomics is a journey. It's not a set and forget <laughs> when you're setting up your workstation. It's not about I'll just do it once and it's done forever. We're constantly changing, but also not set and forget our own posture. So we're it's a journey between all our being, as we've talked about being aware and constantly just readjusting, constantly moving, absolutely constantly bringing things back. Absolutely. That's uh, very important. There, as you say, you can't, you can have the most wonderful workstation assessment and everything is set up so it looks perfect, only to find that um, it's not quite working for you. So by again, building that postural awareness, feeling, having some knowledge and um, um, making sure you ask the right questions. So it's taking into account what you're feeling or what the work that you're doing and taking more control of that, not just assuming that it's been set up right. So it must be okay. And, you know, take another painkiller and we'll just hope for the best. It's not, not a good tactic. Yeah, it's not, it's not sustainable, is it? It's not going to translate into something that's um, good for you long-term. I just had a thought about one other thing I was going to ask you um, with respect to some of us are still using notebooks and papers and reading off documents at home or in the office environment. Do you have any particular personal protective behaviours that might be helpful? Because I just tweaked my memory when you were saying we sometimes are set up perfectly, but then I know when you're looking from the outside in, you often see someone and they're set up perfectly for their screen, but then they're twisting off to the side for long periods, rotated and um, in awkward positions to either read or write on notes and documents. That's a really good point, Kim. And in fact, the, the most modern um, version of that is people love to keep their mobile phones with them. Mm. And so companies have put in recommendations that they should, if they're going to have their mobile phone at their desk, they should have it off to one side, which means that people are constantly twisting and leaning to that side to check their phone. Even if it's on silent, they'll see that little flash and and it'll break their concentration and they'll have to look at it and then they'll have to respond and then they're holding that awkward posture for a long period of time. So the one of the easiest ways um, that I show people to incorporate their mobile phone so they're not so that it's still useful to them because often these are work tools as well hmm. is to set the screen to the right height but then create um, a landscape holder in front of them and that can be a landscape document holder or maybe just a piece of cardboard folded with a with a lip so it can some things can rest in front so they have their keyboard um, and then the document holder and then their screen so it's all in one line mm -hmm. but then they put their phone on silent on that rest right in front of them so if it's just something they need to attend to they can see it a glance and attend to it but if it's something that's not important they can just glance and dismiss and keep on working and they're not constantly twisting and leaning and breaking their concentration mm -hmm. as they go so having a landscape document holder in front of this low in front of the screen um, and then the keyboard in front of that is really useful it's also very useful because a lot of people um, in different industries have end-of-month procedures that they need to do and they might be working from membership forms or documents or 
things that they need to documents that they need to read from or scan from mm. so again having a landscape document holder in um, between the keyboard and the screen so they can just glance down at the screen um, and at the work um, while they're typing rather than doing this twist and lean and having to try and use a ruler to follow things and things again keeping everything nice and relaxed everything's in one line and your eyes are doing the work centered yeah quite centered in your how you're using those either that, screens or documents rather than twisting for long periods yeah that's right. and there are, are then if, sorry i was sorry. Say, there are lots of different we haven't got time to go into depth of it but there's lots of different varieties of those um document or screen holders that can even sit just above or behind your keyboard some of them you can Absolutely. write on as well as read off so they can be really, really sturdy yeah. yeah that's right but then of course realizing that your eyes are doing a lot of work for all kinds of computer work mm. and people often forget that your um, teardrops only last for a certain amount of time but when we're using screens we our blink rate is decreased so our eyes dry out a lot more quickly so again maybe using um, some eye drops if your eyes are feeling hard and scratchy or sore and red and doing your 20 20 20 so making sure you're looking into the distance for 20 seconds every 20 minutes um, is really important to relax your eyes. And funnily enough, they, people often talk about looking out of a window, but a great, nice greenscape poster is also really good. So if you've got a nice picture or in the distance too to look at, relax your eyes, look into the distance, take care of your eyes as well. Yeah, I like that. Can you just repeat that little framework that you said for us, the 20-20-20? So 20-20-20 look into the distance every 20 minutes for at least 20 seconds great i love that so you can give your eyes a break because your eyes are controlled by muscles as well so we need to pay attention to looking after those eye muscles too that's it awesome yeah. oh liz it's been such a pleasure to speak with you today and we could go on i know we've opened a, uh, a pandora's box of topics that <laughs> we could just great. keep speaking yeah. into so you'll have to come back again one time if, if that's okay and we can explore I some would, you know with all these new changes and everything that's happening kim i love to hear the new um questions that people have because it's all these new workplaces have different um adjustments that they need and different issues are coming up so i'd love to be able to answer some of those questions that are coming in and and things like why are my legs suddenly getting sore or yeah uh, you know, yeah that'd be great yeah well liz how can people best get in contact with you if they want to ask you some of those questions or find out more about your training um, they can find me on linkedin as dr elizabeth actually i'm just elizabeth kirk on linkedin and the company itself is beyondergo.com.au. And of course, email me direct. It's just Liz K, which is just the letter K at beyondergo.com.au. I'd love to hear all feedback and questions and things. Thank you. And I know, Liz, that you actually have some resources that you'd be happy to share with listeners. Can you point us in the direction of those, please? Um, 
probably best to go to my webpage and on the webpage, and I'm very happy to email out a links to, uh, I've got an extensive checklist for when people are moving home. So it's not just an ergonomic checklist, it's about how to set up your work environment and how to, some of the personal protective behaviours, the PPBs that you need to start thinking about when you're working from home. That would be so valuable for our listeners. So thank you for sharing that. And of course, if you're interested in finding out more about some of the stretches and exercises, those are on the my website, kimsiddensphysio.com, you can get some free ones of those. So there's lots of ways that you can get involved in helping your own body be upskilled in the personal protective behaviours that you need to thrive in a screen intensive environment. I'm so appreciative to Dr. Liz Kirk for sharing her expertise with us today. And I look forward to sharing more amazing tips to help you feel and function your best at your desk next time. So bye for now. Thanks, Kim. Bye.